Don't fear failure. Fear complacency. Yeah. Strive for every fucking thing. Yeah. Work your ass off. Yeah. Don't just be satisfied. Don't just take things. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, every now and again, you need to look back at what you built. Welcome to Thought University. This podcast is for what I like to call the creatively insane. We know we're brilliant, or maybe we're not sure, but we often talk ourselves out of our best ideas. Not having clarity of mind causes us to hit setbacks that leave us creatively bankrupt. Each episode, you'll have a professor guide you through their personal creative journey. So loosen up your creative straitjacket and get ready. The professor for this course is wordsmith, author, poetic assassin, Prim One. Today's course is titled, Conquering Your Creative Territory. Hi, I'm Samara Smith, your guide here at Thought University. So on today's show, I have here with me the wonderful Prim One. Hello. <laughs> and I want to thank him for joining us here today. He is going to be our instructor for the course title conquering your creative territory and that's like a phrase he coined while i was asking him questions and i was like creative territory nice describe an event where you had to change your mindset in order to complete a goal well uh an event i had to change my mindset to complete a goal i will tell you uh i got asked to be a part of uh an event at the negro league baseball museum um this is like the first time i performed there and man, it was kind of nerve wracking, but at the same time, it was like oh, I was there amongst my other poets, and we were just kind of hanging out and didn't really make a difference in the grand scheme of things as long as we had fun, you know what I'm saying? So I just kind of wanted to loosen up. And when I was brought on to do this thing, and by the way, people listen to this podcast, I curse kind of a lot, right? Um, Me, you. I mean, it's a creative thing, I think. I think I, you've heard the studies, I'm just saying. Uh, but basically, like, I'm hanging out backstage, like, yeah, man, my motherfucking shit, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> and then the guy who knows this about me, I'm not going to say no names, okay? Wait, 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 he knows, no. He's amazing, by the way. He's amazing. He's had me a part of so many shows. You know, I'm just go ahead and just leave it at that. Okay. But uh, basically, he's he didn't tell me. He failed to tell me that a reverend was the oh. MC of tonight's event. Oh. And said reverend was not in his reverend attire, and... He was amongst us when I was backstage doing all of this. And I'm like, yeah, oh, shit, man. And then he's like, hey, I'd like to introduce you to Reverend so-and-so. He's going to be hosting the thing. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, and wow. I, oh, chuckleberries. Oh. I did not prepare for that one. That's a doozy. And basically what happened was I had to, on the fly, first of all, in my brain, I apologized a million times to the man, but I was like hoping he didn't hear it. So I didn't want to verbalize the apology. But anyway... <laughs> Continuing forward, I had to like do a whole like I think it was a twenty minute set of my poetry, completely edited and altered Whoa. and changed. Like, and yeah. I wasn't accustomed to doing that. You yes. know, I was used to being in places where I could let it rip. I mean, every now and then, yes. I do stuff like once or twosie here, but I was not in that mode, uh, and it was just and that kicks, that changes like your flow. Oh man, it and your timing, the entire thing. Because you you've heard my stuff, it's like primarily mm. rhythmic. Like yes, almost all of it is. I've heard people say it's percussive. Yes, it is. Because it's the, the rhythm is so important to what I'm doing. Yes. So the, so the deal for me is it's like to have to, on the fly, like change certain words to frick and like, <laughs> I didn't quite say frick, but you know, I, I found things that were a bit more 
uh, savvy at the time. I can't recall what they were, <laughs> but damn, I just was like freestyling it, and it was it t- required a lot of switch up. Yes, that's and and that's where like like your professionalism comes in. Like how like well you know your craft because right. I can't even imagine like on the. Sp- like when words is what you do, right? Like to just have to flip it like that, like that's We're all different now. That, right. That's not that's not my world. Right. right. And so, it's wild, man. a lot of creatives feel really. Uh, we were talking about just feeling really suffocated about having to work a job, and you're working a job mm-hmm. so that you can afford to survive because right, you right. got to eat, you got to pay your bills. And so, tell us a little bit about the Midwest Word Fest and why you felt. It was like worth the risk for you to just, you know, quit your full time job and just pursue that. Like right, right, and and, and and I want and before I even go into that story, I want people to know that like it's not some like magical thing, man. That I just jumped up and did. I don't want anybody to think that I've never worked another job again. Right now, I'm I'm working a, a kind of a gig on the interim because mm-hmm. I didn't want to take any of my brain space. So I'm working on my album and I'm working okay. on my first full length album. And when you're trying to keep that full-time artist spiderweb alive okay yes. like that's a lot of creative energy that <laughs> yes. you just need for your music yep. so you just gotta kind of like all right i'll need to go somewhere where I, all right you, you gonna pay me when i show up okay cool yeah then when i leave i can get back to this but uh nice. but basically like to, to fa- rewind i should say not fast forward words are important to rewind uh two years ago on president's day <clears throat> in the pursuit of happiness i quit <laughs> My job uh, at a train break company, I won't say the name because that okay. is slandering. Okay. Uh, in some degree because of my feelings for it. The and, company that shall not be named. It shall not be named, yes, said company of, of woe. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> I quit my job on President's Day and I had an idea for this festival probably six months before, but I didn't really have it fleshed out. Okay. That day I looked at the clock, I was just kind of, and I had just gotten out of a relationship and I, oh, I no man. longer was. Um, how did I put this? I didn't feel a pressure anymore to provide for people because this mm. relationship had someone else who had a child. And they had a child. So yeah. I had to provide for a small child yeah. and said things. So when that was no longer a thing and we were separated and I'm just staring at the clock at work, I said, man, fuck this. Quite honestly, that's just kind of how it came across. Yeah, And it was... I would love to say it was nothing personal, but it, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I quit that job and I started immediately that day working out my ideas for Midwest WordFest. Now that, again, that's months of planning, man. I started mm-hmm. that in February because President's Day, February, and the festival took place in August 5th and 6th. I said it in my mind. Okay. That's when I'm doing it. And that's how it's happening. Okay. Rain, sleet, or snow, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. This thing's going down. And basically, I wanted to set it up. It was 60-plus artists is what I had in mind, uh, music, musicians, poets, and comedians, okay. uh, three venues. Uh, I wanted to make this thing as big as I could because in, 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 the, in the grand scheme of things, man, you know, you put your heart into something, man, and you want to go as far as you can. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing about being a creative. See, being a creative doesn't necessarily give a person that, that push to do that. Like yes. what? What that is is different. Like, you, yeah. and that is that not necessarily everybody's path. You know, I'm not saying everybody needs to just jump out the window with everything they right. do, because that's just how I move, right? Yeah. And 
the fact is, like, I could have went smaller scale. I could have went with one venue or 25 artists and just musicians. And I could have mm-hmm. went real safe. I could have not made t-shirts. I could have not. Yeah. I could have made it really simple. I had a lot mm-hmm. of, like, small connections that I could have used to do little things. And it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to look up and be like, I was afraid to do that. Because when it's time to come back and do it for real, for real, the yeah. way I want, with the budget I want, with the, with the yeah. impact that I want. It's, it's going to be terrifying. I don't need yeah. that. I need to get the fear out the way now. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's just how I looked at that whole festival from front to back. Like, basically, I, I had to, like... I had to use my network, man. You know, I, as you know, I was hosting open mics for years before. Yep. And, man, you know, you sow seeds and you hope people help you reap the benefits of that and they'll reap the benefits with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you want to, like, show people that we can do something. Yeah. And it's not about... Like okay, uh, is Lil Wayne coming out to this? Like, it's like people get really, Hello. you know, in their head about things. You know, like, what yeah. do you mean Nicki Minaj ain't gonna be here? I'm th- I can't be at that show. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like people kind of get in their own heads about what the payoff is. Like the payoff yeah. is the doing. Yes. You know. Yes. Like the payoff has always been the doing for me. Yeah. Like I was going to open mics and performing at these open mics at, at Uptown Arts Bar. Like that's by far my favorite venue in the city. I love uh, that prepared. venue. Is the reason I have the network that I have because they gave me a blank canvas and they yeah. said just go crazy. Yeah, and that's easy for me. That's what I love about you know, them. That, yeah, that, like, that's easy for me. So the fact <laughs> is, I was able to bring the energy that I wanted into my open mic and the people that felt that gravitated. But I'm I'm side tracking on that. That's um, okay. But Midwest Word Fest in itself was a big deal for me, man. I'm contemplating doing it again in like 2020. Okay. But uh, I'm not for sure if that's when I want to do it. I basically wanted to do it to say it's possible. Yep. You know, because people get so in their heads about ideas. Like, I can officially say I'm, I'm a festival founder. I'm like, I yes. did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've worked three venues. I've rented out the Lyric Opera. Like, it, it was crazy, man. So it's like when you, I mean, Uptown Arts Bar, Madrigal, the Lyric Opera, like, uh, it was crazy. So the, the the end of the day, like, it was a great experience. And like I said, 60 plus artists, man. I mean, it's a lot to wrangle. It's a it, lot. So many you know personalities. How, you know how much of it, our, us artist folk, we're kind of, uh, how do I put this, particular? Yes, we're sensitive. In, in any, even the best of us. <gasps> yep. You know, even um, the best of us, like, there's going to be something special about every one of us because yeah. the idea is we're all taking our own journey. Yes. We're all doing our own thing. Yep. So well, you have to try to herd all of that through one funnel. You know, like we're all going this way right. because this is the way that we can all let people know the Midwest is doing this, Kansas City's doing this. This yes. is the way we can like represent this. Yes, that you community. Know? Right, man. So Midwest Word Fest was a huge, huge uh, game changer for me as far as possibility and what's in my range and what's achievable. Sure. So what in your background makes you like uniquely qualified to do what it is you do? Well, I, I would say the fact is I do and I, and I say this not in any kind of sense of like narcissism or any kind of sense of what, uh, like, oh, man, grandeur. But I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I think what makes me uniquely qualified for what I do is the fact that I do so much shit. And so, like, r- like, run us off some things. Like, Prim One is into what? Okay. What exactly? Audio engineering. I am a singer. I am a songwriter. I am acoustic guitar player. Like Shut up. I didn't player. know you played any instruments. Yes. Okay. I do some drums uh, when <laughs> I can, you know. And and I'm, I'm not even going to claim this one because I'm no good at it. But I tried violin for a bit. and not really that good. But as far as... What? 
as far as the things that I do, you know, rap, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things, man, that fall on it. Poetry, obviously, there's a lot of things that I'm tackling because, like, I, I, I don't really feel like I treated the day the way it should have been treated I, I, mm. I, if I haven't exhausted myself. Like, I need mm. to, like, feel like mm. when I'm done, yeah. like, that day is, like, glad I'm done with it. Like, that's basically that's how amazing. I need it to be. You that, know? Yes, that answers my next question. I was gonna say, what's your philosophy towards your work? But you just answered it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I work until there is nothing left to work. Right, man. Because it's like if you can like go to sleep at night and feel like, man, I didn't really give it a good shot that day. Yeah. Like that's 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 the worst sleep I can get. You know? That's I the get worst on your level. No, I know. It's to trust me. It's nothing. To it me. sounds chaotic, but it's, it's, it's your process, though. Right, right, right. It's it's all over the place. But the thing here is that's why it is. It's like, man, if I if I hit a wall when I'm writing a poem, yeah. I can turn on my like Pro Tools and like something we're gonna beat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the verse is happening. Yep. Or like, if that's not moving, I can pick up a guitar and come up with a riff or a solo, or I can do a thing. Yes. And it's like. It, 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 it's it's great for the self-esteem when you're like in those ruts mm-hmm. because that's the thing that like people don't tell you but when you're creative man you're gonna hit them you're gonna hit those walls and it's gonna yeah. be like damn yep. and I, I wanna like not hit those walls as often as possible like I wanna yes. avoid hitting those walls whenever possible yes because the thing is they're no fun yeah. They're not really fun. They they, yeah. they basically make you feel like, why am I doing this? Oh my gosh! Yep. You know, and everybody gets in their head. You know, yes. people people look at me and they're like, oh man, dude, man, he just he's never nervous. He's never like, man, that's not. You know, and yeah. and while it's more insanity than yes. nervousness, yes. it happens. It depends where you are, what's the circumstance. You know what I'm saying? Yes. My nervousness normally happens by myself. I'm the same way. You know, like my nervousness happens when I'm not in front of people. Like when I'm yeah. when I'm having to like sit down with myself. Oh, come on. And then say, "All right, it, this is blank and you got to make it something special." Like yep. this is where the, this is where the magic needs to really happen because yep. on stage that's after you've all, that's a victory lap. Yeah. Like, like this is the race. You know what I'm Come saying? Come on, yeah. So it's like the reality yes. is for me like that's where I'm like really like in my head and really like anxiety's high. Absolutely. You know, like, you know, that's just my reality. Everybody's different, though, you know? Yeah. And so, speaking of nerves, I want you to walk us through this story of you doing a national poetry. Is it a slam or is it a... Well, I qualified for the uh, first Kansas City National Poetry team. Mm-hmm. Um, the team did not go to nationals. I don't want to mislead people. Okay. We didn't actually go to nationals for several reasons, you know, I mean, yeah. it's always complications. And that's another reason I kind of stopped doing slam poetry is because mm-hmm. when the things get so external and it's out of your control, mm-hmm. you can't really, you know, you just got to kind of roll with the punches mm-hmm. a little more than I would like. Uh, and I have nothing against slam. Uh, I love, love, love Kansas City Poetry Slam. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Jen Harris are the founders of that, of that okay. label. Uh, before it was the Pound Slam, and that's the team I qualified for. Uh, it was an amazing time in my mm-hmm. poetic endeavors. I don't want to say career, cause when is poetry a career? Like for real. And if it is, you're doing it wrong. I don't Come care if you're making on. money. I don't care what you're doing. If you're one of the five percent or whatever that's actually getting paid, yeah. and your your viewpoint is it's a career. I mean, I don't really, mm. you know, it, it's cool mm. if you're making some money. I'm glad. Yeah. On this, but yeah. it's more than a job. Yes. You know, poetry is like the heart, man. Yes. Like that, and that sounds it sounds corny the way I'm wording it, but it's just real. Like poetry yeah. is, just, uh, it, it's the reason. I mean, anyway, 
you asked about nationals. I see. That's the thing, man. I but that's okay. It's so many layers. There's so many levels to this thing. I'm on a soapbox, man. I don't know what to do with myself. I stay sudsy. I'm always on the soapbox. Zestiness, the zestiness, like Irish Spring in this motherfucker. So we're gonna we're gonna fast forward it a little bit. So you said you had strep throat and strep throat and speaking don't really mix yes when i was trying to qualify for the national team so give us a visual of this moment like how on earth did you like conquer that creative territory i would tell you and i will say this before i even get into that like that's one of those moments in your life where when something like that happens you gotta cry about that like you gotta cry about that i don't care who you are I don't care how who you think you are. Like you gotta yeah. cry about that. And I basically like I was in the Uptown Arts Bar trying to qualify for this team, right? Oh god. And I would tell you for the whole week before I had strep throat and it was just it's it was bad. And that night it was at its worst, like for real. And I won't say who, but somebody in my life at the time mm-hmm. literally told me, Don't show up. Um, You're gonna fail. Um, don't do it. It's just gonna ruin your name. It's just gonna be bad. There's people who are way mm. better. And it's like, man, I, I know there's hella talent. The whole roster was down. Like, it was crazy, man. Like, you have no idea how intimidating that night was for me. Yeah. Like, and getting up there and knowing that I had strep throat and knowing I had to do it that way. And I've always been a person who was like a minimalist when it came to performing. Like, if I, if I, I even though I'm loud and rambunctious like when it comes to mm-hmm. if things get in the way I try to like be able to like I guess reevaluate or try to find a way to readjust or try to find a way to adapt to the situation Yeah. and what I told myself in my mind to get past that hurdle was I need to make this I guess m- more desperate mm. because that's how I felt you know yeah. I felt very like desperate for this moment. Yeah. And I needed that to come across because desperation doesn't have to be boisterous. Desperation doesn't have to have power in it. Yeah. Desperation is powerful just in itself. Yeah. It doesn't have to have a punch. It could be open-handed. Mm. You know? And that's that's what I needed. Come on. So when I was up there, basically every one of my poems, I did the best I could to make that come across. Because that was the feeling I was feeling. Yeah. And I wanted to bring people into what was going on inside of me. You know, because otherwise, I don't think it would have happened. You know, if I had just tried to do it the same way with the same energy that I always brought, yep, it just seemed forced. Yeah. And the last thing you want when you're trying to make people feel you is force. It, you know, we might have to like re- we might have to like run back <laughs> like several of these like jewels, like so many jewels. Just keep going, keep going. Oh boy, it was just like that was it. I just knew at that moment. When I, I was sitting in, in the front before I even started uh, slamming that night, and I was like, damn, something's got to change. Yeah. You know, my, my outlook needs to change. Something's got to change. Yeah. And when, I, when they told me I made that team, I swear, I thought I was like, I like passed out or something. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought I passed out or something, and it was like, hey, it's me bugging, I'm dreaming, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, that didn't happen. And I went home that night, man, I cried, I cried so fucking hard, you know, because that, that's the moment you can't, you can't explain that to a person. Yeah. You know, as much as I'm trying to use words to make it make sense, you can't explain that feeling to a person. Like, that's something you gotta go get and feel. Yeah. And I recommend anybody, not necessarily strep my story, whatever, but it's like, I recommend anybody 
find a way to like push through adversity and pull out a diamond like that. A Come moment on. Like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And it's like I spent so much of my time telling myself so much negative reinforcement in the beginning. So much yeah. of like, oh, well, dude, it's cool. You're just crazy and energetic and they don't really feel you. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, man, so-and-so said this, that, you know, because when I started, man, the scene was a bit different. It was a lot more clicky. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it's it's always going to be that. Poetry's always going to be that. Okay. The, the art's always going to be that to some degree. I'm not saying yes. everybody's just holding hands and it's not competitive. I think it should be somewhat competitive. I'm not opposing that. Yeah. I'm just saying at the time, it seemed as though the new people were kind of just coming in. It's like, eh, you guys are cool, but you got to like earn your stripes a bit more. You know what I'm saying? It was a bit more. And that's also, there's a place for that too. Um, I just felt kind of like a loner about yeah. things. And I felt like, okay, I'm just this weird, crazy dude that people are either kind of like or they don't get it all. So to be in that situation and feel like, damn, I'm valued creatively. Yes. You know, in some degree by yep. other people. And not that I, and, and, and these days it's like that's, like I said, man, these days I, I really can't care. You know, I really can't care. But that's important in the beginning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yep. that, and, 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 if anybody tells you they never cared, they either got an ego that's way too big for what they're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. or they just are lying. There's just really no in between. You need that at some point. You need yeah. validation at some point from somebody. Yeah. In fact, the most important, I'm not trying to go into a tangent, but no, the, the, most important, the most important validation I ever got creatively, it's the reason I got into poetry for real, for real, and like really tried. Like a couple years before I even found Arts Bar, which was the first place I performed in front of people cognitively on purpose in a place where everyone knew what was going on and I wasn't drunk. And yeah, that's that's the first time that happened. Uh, but like years before that even happened, um, I was I want to say I was like 15, almost 16 at the time, going through my first little heartbreak thing, yeah. whatever. And I wrote this poem and it was kind of whatever I, it was basically what I called crazy and it was like this weird metaphor about it was just kind of juvenile now I think about it but it's like it was kind of a metaphor about me talking to a friend about this girl was driving me crazy mm-hmm. and then I realized damn my friend isn't my friend it's a staff attendant in the psych ward and she's in the room down the hall from me like that's it was like this crazy Shutter Island. it was crazy it was wild I mean, you know like and it's the logistics, all that, whatever, out the window. You know, you're 15, you're writing a thing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I didn't really want to write the thing. Like, I just kind of, I was frustrated because that was around the time I started doing audio engineering, right? Gotcha. And I was going through this heartbreak thing. And I'm in the studio trying to work on this, this beat or whatever, and nothing's happening. Like, my brain is gone. You know how it is when you're going through that heartache. You know what I'm saying? Even if it ain't yes. real heartache. Because to you, it is. Yeah. Like, when you're going through that child shit. Yeah. It feels everything. so grown. It feels so grown. Yes. It feels like everything. Yes. So like when you're dealing with that, you can't create a thing. Like, come yep. on, man. You got to get through that and work through that. Yeah. And I'm sitting up there like, damn, I can't make this beat. And I walked out of the studio kind of frustrated. And suddenly this poem started happening. The poem that I'm telling you about. 
Yeah. It started happening. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not writing about this. I don't want to write about this. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I want to do is write about this. I can't do what right. I want to do, but I can write about right. this right. without trying. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make a sandwich or some shit. I'm going to hang out, whatever. By yeah. the time I'm done making the sandwich, the poem was written in my brain. Like, it was like, wow. it was like, I didn't want to write it. I didn't try to write it. It just yeah. happened. The words just made sense. And I was like, damn, man. And I don't want to step on nobody's beliefs or nothing. But, man, my thing is, it's like, there's a reason yeah. that these things happen, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know? So, I was like, damn, I can't just ignore that. So, I decided, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to take it serious. Try to write it down on paper or whatever. And, I, I, and, you know me, I don't really do a whole lot of writing things down unless... It's for like a book or it's like right here recently I'm doing a little bit more of that because my brain space, man, you know. I, the yeah. memorization thing is great, but it's like yeah. you gotta empty out I your got heart. This album, I got these yeah. things, I got too much to yeah. be trying to remember but I wanna write. You yeah. know, but anyway, side sidebar, sidebar. I take this poem, I, I show it to my sister. My sister is pure motivation for me. She is she was publishing some regional books, magazines and stuff like that. Um, okay. And that was when I was like 12. I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, that's cool, man. You know, that's that's dope. I mean, I could do that shit, right? Mm-hmm. I could do that shit. I've sucked at poetry. I was onesie twosie with it, but then this spoken word thing happened in my brain, right? And I showed it to my sister, and mm-hmm. she started crying, man, when I showed it to her. And I'm telling you, that was the moment I realized that these words they matter. You know, yeah. like these words are important. They they impact people for real. Yeah. Like this is like a move. This momentum. It's a movement. It's it's actual progression. It's not mm-hmm. just words anymore. Yeah. You know, the words are alive. Like poetry is alive. That's when I realized that. Yes. And it affects the living. You yes. know. Yes. And and when I was like, man, I, I saw all, all of that. It took me a bit to still lock in on poetry, and I got back around, figured some things out. To spare your own too much of that detail, but mm-hmm. long story less long. Uh, about a year and a half, two years later, that same poem is on my mind while I'm going through my life stuff and I'm living in my first apartment and I'm drunk at a bar and I'm 21 and I'm and I'm doing this poem and these two people walk up who were soon to be friends of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Scott DeBouten and Lauren Ruby. Okay. Um, what up, y'all? Uh, but, but basically, they were like, yeah, we're doing this thing and we would like it if you came to our house party and performed poetry because that was dope. They just heard my drunk ass doing that poem. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And I showed up to the house a week and a half later, blah, 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 do the poem. I'm like, hey, you ever hear this place called Arts Bar? I know Arts Bar is getting a lot of uh, promotion from me right now because I love the place. Because everybody needs to go. It's right? a place where you can be yourself, like, any kind of right. self. And I want that place to be a landmark, man. Needs real. to. Uh, for, for a while, you know, for, for a while, as long as humanly possible. Uh, but basically... Yeah, man. Like, he introduced me to that place, uh, hooked me up with some people who host poetry events there, and my life has changed dramatically since I started performing poetry. Yeah. You know? And you could say, it's not just the venue yet, but at the same time, it's it's the experience. Yeah. You know? And so, if there's one piece of advice that you could just impart on the audience, you've given us, like... So much advice, like I feel like I should be like, how about a notebook and be like, okay, he said do this, and then he said, and then go back and dissect it. But if there's one piece of advice that you could pick, what would you give to everyone? Um, well, uh, I, and my thing is, I, I always try to speak from the heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is, like, 
and as I was talking to you earlier a bit about this, you know, you can't afford to fear failure, you know? What you need to fear is complacency. What you need to fear mm. is being content mm. with just whatever you got. Come on. You know, but at the same time, I'd like to add to that. The thing is, as artists, we are our toughest critics, you know, and that's the realest thing. It's in, it's just it's yes. it's real, man. It's real. So, but it, so what happens here is we it's a it's a negative space in that mm-hmm. if you're not careful. And I don't want to yeah. just give people a half truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the reality is, yeah, don't fear failure, fear complacency. Yeah, strive for every fucking thing. Yeah, work your ass off. Yeah. Don't just be satisfied. Don't just take things. Yeah, but at the same time. At the same time, every now and again, you need to look back at what you built. Mm. You've got to look back at what you built. If you don't do that, you're doing as huge of a disservice as you would be as if you never did. Because the reality is, mm. if you, if, what good is a painting if the painter hates himself? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like how? Why? Even as a consumer, what do yeah. I want with that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think. Artists need to, I, we need a union, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, there needs to be stuff to help us, man. Because the reality is, like, this is, look, man. All right? There needs to be things in place. Because yeah. my philosophy is this. The psychological aspect is so important. Absolutely. My philosophy is this. Like, you could spend your whole life, right, trying to get to the moon. And never realize how many mountains you climbed in the process. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, never, you never see exactly how many mountains you've been to the top of. Yes. But you're sitting here like, one day, man, the moon, one day. Yes. It's like, man, what the fuck? Yeah. You've done beautiful things. Yeah. And you haven't honored any of them. Like that's yep. And that's the thing. Like That's happens to so many artists, man. Yeah. And my thing is, it's like, I, it's, it's all a fine line. You don't get caught up in looking at your shit mm-hmm. that you've done. And you also don't want to ignore it. Yeah. You know, my thing is, it's like I give every every now and again I give a quick glance. A glance. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I create shit and don't even look at it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like yes. I'm, I'm working on my first full length album or at least an EP. And um, excuse me. Basically, I, I plan on releasing this, mm-hmm. promoting it, going around doing the thing. I don't want to listen to it once I'm done with that. I want to like, but I know I know what it takes, to, at least to some degree, to get the job done as far as getting the, the, the idea out and having people see it and make yeah. sure it's, it's visible. So I know that's important. But as an artist, I don't, I don't want to go back too much. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But we need to, every now and again, yeah. honor what we built and what was given to us. Because these creative ideas, in my mind, it's an ebb and flow, man. The universe connects makes this stuff happen yes. i don't care how a person feels about faith religion any of that if mm-hmm. you don't understand that we are connected creatively come on yeah like you i don't know what you've been doing with your creativity i don't know what you've been feeling that's rich yeah you know but it's like man i feel like at times i created something like a song or a thing and man true story like it, it just feels like you get you gave birth to something it feels like it's it's crazy you know like i told you same spiritual remember i told you my sister right she cried when i showed her that poem all right that was years ago mm-hmm. but like i had a feeling when i showed it to her it was going to be special mm-hmm. it was gonna be a moment that i was gonna remember for the rest of my life yeah and i was working on a song that's gonna be on my album okay i just said it's not to promote the thing I swear that's okay we're gonna, we gonna drop all the links oh man look <laughs> i ain't even got them yet you know what i'm saying like Trust me, the album, hopefully be out this month. If it ain't out this month, be out next month. We got it going. Okay. But basically... We gonna wait for I, it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wild. It's I'm worth wild, the I'm wait. I'm a wild boy. I'm a wild boy. 
So basically, <laughs> the thing here is, there's a song on the album, uh, and I'm gonna just say the name of it. It's called "Let You Down." Let you down. It's a song on the album, and it's very personal for me. Okay. Uh, and it's about like basically what the title says. I don't want to let certain people down. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a, that's the biggest fear in my creative uh, adventures. It's mm-hmm. misadventure in that way. Okay. You know. So basically, like. And I, I had I had amazing vocalists, uh, and I don't want to I don't want to throw people's names out without you know, talking to them and that. So I want to make sure that we're well, okay with the finished product because we're still working on the songs. I won't do that, but you know who you are, right. and you will get all the credit in the world. I just want to make sure you love the finished product before I start throwing your name out here. Right. That's not okay. Said vocalist, um, right? Said vocalist came through, and she was incredible. Okay, she was incredible. Uh, I will say her name starts with a J. Okay. Last name starts to be. Okay. Just saying. Whoever you are. Just saying. You mystery, know who you are. mystery lady. You, you know who you are. Who are yourself? Uh, but basically, the the reality is, uh, she came through and just blessed the mic. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I came home and I was getting this, some stuff mastered. I just needed like I had the first verse and I finished writing the hook and had her drop the hook and a bunch of like ad lib stuff and. I, I came home and was listening to it. And like I told you about that poem years ago, right? I was sitting at home like, you know what? I need to show this to my sister. Because I know when I show this to my sister, it's going to be another one of those moments. And yeah. I didn't talk to her about it. I didn't say nothing. I've showed her music a million and a half times. Mm-hmm. I just knew right now it was going to be different. Yeah. I showed her this song and same thing. She's crying. and She's mm-hmm. breaking down. And it's like, because that's, that's how I felt. Yeah. There was another song that I'm I feel that about, and I was feeling that same thing, and mm-hmm. it was like, fuck. I knew she'd understand this. Yeah. And I knew this this would give me that validation. Like that's the only type of validation that's still relevant to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like creative validation. That's the only type that creative validation is still relevant to me. If it's coming from her, my mom, somebody like that. Yeah. Like everybody else, man. Like that's what I'm saying. You got to get. Whatever you need to get you going to that point to where creatively you trust your heart. Mm. Once you go. get to that point where you trust your go. heart, that's when things start moving. So I guess the biggest, to come back full circle, man, the biggest advice I can give people is, man, do whatever it takes to get there. Because that's where the beauty is in creativity. Like, that's where the actual part you need. I'm not crying, Okay. <laughs> I'm not crying. Well, I'm just saying that. But I'm not here to cry right, is what right. I'm saying. Got you, got you. I'm not here to anybody, cry. Anybody crying. Okay. We don't do that. We don't do none of that. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to tilt my head back. Right, right. You go, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. So I just do what I got to do, you know, for the sake of the pod. Do it for 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 Thought University. Oh, my God. For Thought University. Do it for the... Oh, my God. See, this isn't sweat anymore. This is all just tears. There's no room it's in the ducts. Tears. There's no room it's, in the ducts. It's just coming out. It's just... But no, nah, man, like, that's what it is. It's like, get to a point where you trust your heart, like, mm. creatively. If you can do that, that's when it's over. It don't matter at that point. Like, like man, everything I've ever done, you know, leads to that moment. That's When you realize uh, that. Everything I've ever so, done leads to that moment. That's so valuable. I'm, 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 I'm going to say something else here. You know, it's all about, like, going out on a limb and trusting yourself creatively. It always kind of started against my will. You know what I'm saying? When you go back to that poem, and then when you go to like one of the first real jobs I had, right? Mm-hmm. A different job than we talked about. It was one of the first real jobs I had. I was living on my own. 
I worked there for almost three years. And again, I won't say names, man. Uh, but this job, I had a supervisor who couldn't stand somebody in the store. Uh, but that person was friends with me. Mm-hmm. And the supervisor I had wanted me to be a part of sabotaging them, right? And I was thinking, hmm, that's not worth, none of this is worth, who do you think I am? Right. And, and then he went ahead, sabotaged said person, and started texting me and gloating about it like, we're going to get to the top, blah, blah, blah. First of all, this ain't worth none of that. Not even. Second of all, I already saw the glass ceiling, uh, the concrete ceiling you tried to put on me a while back. Because he wanted the Cinderella story from me. See, I was a lot of tenant. He brought me in and, and made me somebody special at the place of business. But he would make sure I stopped before I was actually making real money and doing real things. But it was just to get him promoted and out of the for store. Him? Right? So basically, all that was going down, right? And I said, what in the fuck? Where they do this at? And you want me to be a part of this? And when I responded, less than a month later, he finds a way to get me fired over a one-minute variance form that was signed off on by bookkeeping. I was late by one minute while I was punching in. It switched to the minute that I was late. Signed by bookkeeping and the active supervisor on hand. But I get fired over a one-minute variance form because him and another manager teamed up, called corporate. Yeah. Guess what? I wanna, I just want to say vocally for anybody who knows what I'm talking about right now, I want to thank that supervisor. Come on. Thank thank the people that thought they was cutting I, I, us I, off. I want to thank the Because you know what I was doing at the time? Come on. Denying my creativity for that job. Mm. I was afraid. I wasn't working where I was, uh, where I'm working now, not even close. I didn't have a network. Nobody knew me. I was just in my apartment making beats, lonely as fuck, not really understanding that I can do things with my creative energy besides bounce it off these walls. Complacent. Like, complacent Complacent. as fuck. Yeah. Like, I was complacent as fuck. And when I break it down and think about it, that one minute of my life changed Mm -hmm. the entire course of my life. Like, when I break it down... Like, that one minute yeah. is the reason why you've met me, reason why anybody in this room knows me, reason why, like, anybody in the city knows who I am. Yeah. Like, it, it, the reason I made it to Nashville, it's the reason I found poetry and, and yeah. performance poetry, it's the reason I'm working on this album, it's the reason any of the content happened, it's the reason I got into audio engineering and producing for people, it's the reason, it's like the reason for every one minute, yeah. it's the reason my whole life became my life. Like, that's the whole reason. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Y'all feel that? Okay. The biggest takeaway that I got get from all of that, you said people fear failure, but they should fear complacency. And so the biggest, like, takeaway of that for me is that's how you conquer your creative territory. Right. Is by not being complacent. Right. Because, and that's the thing, sometimes you got to get pushed out of it. And that's what mm-hmm. happened to me, right? Yeah. You know? And that's what happens, like, when you sit down and you really analyze your life. Like, some people will let that slide and they'll just more think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, a, I had a decision to make once I lost that job. Yeah. I had to make a decision because I was in, I was in territory, I could have sued them, right? Yeah. I could, I gave a certain stuff that I could have sued them, straight up. Yeah. I could have spent the next year and a half, two years, four years of my life going to court 
sitting there recalling as many of the fucked up things as I possibly could. Yeah. Having people try to testify against it who weren't there, have nothing to do with it. They're just getting paid yeah. to argue with me. Yeah. And I could have spent the next four years of my life for whatever I could have got. out there probably nothing because it was a yeah. big company. I know I'm popping all over this mic, my fault. That's okay. Probably nothing, right? Probably would have gotten jack shit from it. Yeah. And spent four years frustrated, angry, recalling memories that I can't stand. Like, literally, I could have spent four or five years of my life doing that. Or, yeah. the decision was, or, I could say, fuck all that noise. Come on. How about my noise? Come come on! Like, how about the noise I'm trying to generate? Like, come on! Like, there's a difference. Yeah. You know, volume ain't just volume. There's come, a difference. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be around people. I want to be around people who, when when you speak things into existence that are positive, yeah, they're on board. Yes. I want to be around people who are doing that for themselves. I want to be around yes. people who understand the concept of manifestation for real. Come and on. don't just do jacked up shit for the sake of doing jacked up shit. People who really want to see you progress. Hello. And want to progress on their own. And life is complicated, man. I'm far yeah. from perfect. I'm a fucked up individual. There's a lot of problems all... I got that a lot of people ain't got. There's a lot of problems other people got I ain't even fucking seen. Yeah. But the reality is, as long as we're all like trying to manifest something better than Be- where we are. Better. You know? Yeah. And that's the whole idea. Don't be complacent, man. Yeah. It's not that you're it's not that you think you're, you're, you're like better than somebody else or better than a different situation. It's that you just don't want to sit still. Yeah. One of the favorite, one of my favorite speakers I love listening to. And for anybody listening to this, please listen to this, man. Uh, it's, it's a variable thing. I don't want to go too hard on the topic. But man, Henry Rollins says a lot of real yeah. shit. For those of you who don't know, he's a lead singer of Black Flag. Back in the day, he had his own band. He's doing his own thing. He does spoken word concerts. Man, I love that type of thing. You know why I love that type of thing? I love hearing public speakers who manifest shit. Yes. Like when you listen to his old shit, he was this dude who was just kind of a dude, you know? Mm-hmm. He was just, he's a bro bit. And I, and that's when he was younger. He was around, yeah. you know, my age younger than that, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not knocking. I'm like, that's a, we all have been bros, right? Like right. Any, bro, any dude has been a bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> And when you listen to the growth of this person, it's mm-hmm. amazing. So I just, I, I'm not trying to highlight him, but I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. what I'm into. I'm into things that provoke my, my way of thinking and make me yeah. want to evolve and make me want to grow. Yeah. I love watching the span of that growth. Like, that's why I love hosting open mics, because I can watch people grow on a weekly basis. Yes. Like, I can see somebody get on a stage and they barely ever touch the guitar. And yeah. sooner or later, a year or so, it's like, man, like, a junior Jimi Hendrix in this motherfucker. Like, it's clear. Yes. Like, art expands us. It helps us grow. It pushes us out of complacency. And that's the yes. whole point, right? Yes. Now, in my hands. Oh, my goodness. In my hands. Oh. Oh, oh, Prim has an, um, like, it's moving. I'm not going to say amazing. Amazing is, like, overused. It's moving. It's called Weapons of Choice. And this is his book. Where can people find this? Well, at the moment, see, I was, I'm real analog. For those of you who don't know, uh, Prim is short for the primitive one originally. Okay. I'm real analog, man. I want to, like, keep it personal as long as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm working on my album. So, what I'm planning to do is get another shipment. In fact, I, I'm... I'm kind of spilling some beans that I shouldn't be spilling 
that's probably a limited edition right there that you have because what I'm thinking is I might have a way of doing an alteration to the book and maybe adding a couple things. You better. Because yeah. that's what they do. I mean, I've created a few more out things. Here. I've created a few more things, and I, I like to yes. have them in the book, and I like to make the book a bit bigger. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's, that's the game plan. It's like maybe make some more editions of it. Okay. Um, and like while I'm touring, hopefully with the album, I have the book, and okay. physically do that. I'm, I'm hoping to do the Amazon thing eventually, but honestly, I'd rather be in front of people. You know? Now, tell people where they can find you, like online. Uh, how can people get a hold of Prim if they want you at an event, if they okay. want to see you, hear you until you drop this project? Yes, yes. How do people find you? Well, I would how do they connect? The most professional way. Professional. I'm going to do it this way. The most professional way you can get a hold of me is primith.rock at gmail.com. That is P R I M I T H dot R O K K. That's two K's now. Primith. At gmail.com. Okay. So that's the that's the more professional way you can reach me. I'm checking my email all the time. Okay. Um, I have a personal Facebook, but I'm not giving that out to the, to the people. That's the one I do a lot of my Facebook stuff on. But at the same time, if you want to hit me on that, hit me through my email and we'll talk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I have a musician's uh, page on Facebook as well. Uh, that's just Prim1, P-R-I-M-O-N-E. Okay. Again, that's P-R-I-M-O-N-E. Uh, that's on musicians page so if you want to check that out uh, once the album comes out there's going to be a lot of stuff going up there okay. uh, but yeah man like basically if you want to reach me just hit me on my email um, and we can work out the details from there depends on how, how, how cool things go you know what I'm yeah, saying what you want what, what you want what from you me. need what you're what trying you, to what, see what, what you yeah. need right 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 okay right, right, yeah, yeah. well I'm Samara Smith and this has been the Prim One and we'd like to thank you for tuning in today, tonight, at yes. Thought University. Yes. We hope you learned something valuable as you continue discovering how to think and make the best decisions. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast. It's available on iTunes, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Watch the full videos of the podcast by liking our Facebook page. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, both at Thought University. Thank you for joining us at Thought University, where experience is the best teacher.